alone she sleeps in the shirt of man with my three wishes clutched in her hand cannot play god then wash your hands the things that you've created sooner or later day comes and you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, uh, where we, your co-hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, discuss the sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica, episode by episode. Yay. And welcome back, Lisa. Yay. From your European adventure. They let me back in the country. Yay. For now. We'll see what happens. I'm very glad you have returned to our American soil returned i've celebrated our independence day when we escaped from the aliens if i recall the yes. american history absolutely historically accurate mm-hmm. documentary that you just watched mm-hmm. uh independence day starring mary mcdonald hey i haven't seen it in so long i genuinely forgot she was in it yeah i was listening to the uh bechdel cast doing independence day oh nice and they were like we just thought we'd let you know that she goes from being the first lady in this one to the president of the 12 colonies in battlestar galactica and we're just like yes best president ever anyway let's talk about what we're talking about shall we (laughs) we should so uh we are hitting you with a double episode this time, separately. We are going to be covering season four, episode seven and eight. So episode seven is Guess What's Coming to Dinner, which is directed by Wayne Rose. This is his second episode, I think. He did Dirty Hands, the one with the like Dirty Hands Union. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, and it was written yeah, by uh, Michael and Jelly. Yep. who we've come to know. Yeah. And we can introduce the other one later, I suppose. Yeah, we yeah. will. Uh, should we talk about our beers, though? Yes. So, wait, which ones for this episode? We'll discuss them now. I think probably just that one is good for this, this episode. One? Yeah. So, this one is just called I'm Using Technology, and it has a picture of a plane. It has, like, Actually, the... it's called I'm Using Technology, and it has an exclamation I think exclamation the exclamation point. point makes all the difference. It does. It's a D-D-H-I-I-P-A. Wow, that's a lot of letters. I don't know what any of them mean. I think D- double dry hopped. Ooh, I think you're right. Could that's be totally it. a thing that happens to IPAs. Like, Sometimes they're double dry hopped. And maybe it's a double IPA and that's why they have I-I-P-A, but usually that's D-I-P-A. I don't yeah. know. We should look it up. It's from... Uh, single. Oh, that's single cut, which is local. Cut. That's uh, Astoria. Oh, nice. Queens. Astoria, New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's that. Um, and then we've got a couple fun beers for the next episode. We do as well. But right now I'm drinking Coca Cola because mm. I am hungover. <laughs> but I'm sure a beer will fix that right up. <laughs> that's exactly how it works. Hair of the Jake. Hair of the Jake. Oh, my God. I have things to say about Jake. (laughs) We'll get to Jake. In the next episode. (sighs) Sadly, we've got some things to cover before then. (laughs) All right. Let's dive right into our beat by beat of episode seven. So I will say, I think uh, the title of this episode is uh, Play on Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. No, No. I didn't pick that up at all. What? I see what you did there. It's very clever. Um, But it's a movie I've actually never seen. Uh, Me either. It came out in 67 and it stars, uh, I think maybe it was the last film that Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn ever did together. And it's Sidney Poitier, who I assume is dating... Spencer and Catherine's daughter and it was like the first good depiction of an interracial like positive depiction of an interracial marriage on screen and it was released six months after anti-miscegenation laws were struck down in the U.S. and so that's a little history for you there it's crazy to me the whole interracial couple 67 is not that long ago it's just wild but even now it's like pretty frowned upon in a lot of places mm-hmm. and it's such a big tool for racists to use to like use that argument of them like stealing your women it's like no you're doing that job for yourselves <laughs> my guys 
But yeah, like I had some situations in the South where I was like talking to some black gentlemen and a random white lady came up and be like, you don't want to talk to them. They're bad guys. Oh I was like, God. do you know these people? She's like, no. And I was like, so what's did your she know problem? You? Nope. For fuck's sake. She did not know me. She did not know this guy. <laughs> he was just the most fun person to dance with, honestly. It wasn't even like I was like, you know, hooking up or anything. Just dancing. But apparently we live in 1950. So. Yeah. I would say that's the South for you, but that's not just the South. No. You're going to find that shit everywhere. I mean, maybe more buried. Race and dating is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely not the first time this show has equated like human and Cylon Mm. relationships Mm -hmm. as like being about race, Mm. Uh, which is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Like, how do you tell a story about racism when everyone's mostly white? It's true. Anyway, let's get into this. <laughs> <laughs> so we open with a uh, a report from Gaius Baltar, mm. s- straight to your ears, talking about Rosalind's visions that she shares with Athena and Caprica Six, which I think he says later he found out like through his lawyer talking to Caprica Six. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is now Apollo confronting Rosalind with this information. Apollo. Oh, Apollo, Apollo, He's just really, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just really Apollo. He's the most Apollo of anyone who ever was. (laughs) Except Tom Zarek. (laughs) Sorry, I had to reference that in there. Yeah. Uh, the original Apollo. The OG. <laughs> the OA. The OA. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he's now suddenly a representative of all the people, even though he is like one of 12 delegates. And I just, because of course he is. I feel like you could retitle like this Apollo storyline as like Apollo and his white privilege. <laughs> Which they're, they, they, sort of kind of call themselves out for it in the next episode but they still give him everything yeah it's interesting it's like he's just like this clueless guy he's like all these things just keep happening to me but like, then would I'm be this, like and now i'm this yeah if i can be president anyone can but we're getting <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves we just can't wait to complain about this boy anyway Rosalind admits that it's her visions are true. The story about them is true. And it's kind of like, what like what would you do, man? What do you want me to say to these whiny people? Mm. I have I got better I got bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the Cylon ship where Starbuck and some of the crew are getting ready to jump to find the fleet again. And we actually hear uh, an instrumental version of Gaeta's Lament this early mm. in the episode. And I think they actually introduced it last episode, which is interesting. Have you listened to the whole track online? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I put it on for us yesterday. Yeah. No, uh, I listened to it at home. Also. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's really pretty. Something that's frustrating me, though, is I tried to like find the Battlestar Galactica soundtrack like to buy it or even just have it on my Spotify and you can't get it anywhere. Like it's not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music or anything. There, yeah, there's um a couple of playlists on Spotify, but they definitely don't have all the music. They don't BSG. have They do not have Gators Lament. I extensively looked. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think this soundtrack is hard to get a hold of, mm. um, but Bear McCreary just continuing wants to blow to it out of the water. If anyone wants to send us some audio files, we Ooh, would not be mad. Yeah. Because I did legitimately try and purchase it and I can't seem to. All right. This music should be more readily available. Yeah. Bear McCreary, do you hear us? All his, a lot of his other albums are online. I just think that he doesn't really have anything up like pre-2008 or something. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Which is okay. weird. Anyway. Yeah. But you would think this fan base is so aggressive. Yeah. That, um, aggressive. <laughs> that stuff would be available. Uh, aggressive in a good way. Mm. But just that it's a devoted fan base, BSG, mm-hmm. obviously. That's why we're here. 
So uh, Starbucks basically like, look, I can't account for what my people are going to do to you when we show up with you. Mm, she, s- she says they might feed you or frack you. <laughs> or both, please. Starbucks, both. <laughs> I feel like she doesn't say frack you because I don't think anyone's actually going to do that. But, anyway. but I do <sighs> like that expression. Mm-hmm. And they establish that it's going to be Natalie doing the talking mm-hmm. and she has this exchange with athena that i think is easy to look over the first time you watch this episode and then after what happens you're like oh wow okay she's mm-hmm. just says like oh i was just thinking about hera she must be so beautiful da, da, da. Mm. um and athena is really not having this conversation so that's an, a very interesting she's like how do you know her name and she's like we all know her of course yeah, she's everyone on the knows Cylon her ship. name she was on the silent ship for a time i mean her daughter did get like she she was told her daughter died and then her daughter was on the silent ship mm. and i get why but she they didn't tell paranoid. her her daughter died true but they Rosalind. did steal her baby still yeah but yeah. i mean it wasn't you yeah, could anyway. argue that they rescued her baby yeah mm-hmm. i feel like they sort of did. But they didn't want to let her go with her baby. No, but they did. But I don't know. Anyway, I get that she doesn't trust I them. Think, I get that she doesn't trust them. I think Boomer's, uh, sorry, Athena's arc in this is a bit ridiculous. I just think it's not that plausible. Like that she would, I just don't know if she would do something so aggressive like that as like shoot Natalie. It is extreme. Especially given like what's at stake. Yeah, I think they really tried to sell it with that, like, it seems like Hera's been having the visions too mm-hmm. and her, like, the the whole notebook thing and it seems like Athena was kind of out of it and really scared and I don't know. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll get there later. But yeah, so it seemed like they, the Demetrius was waiting for this ship to come back for as long as they could possibly wait before they had to jump or they would miss the fleet. And now it seems like they've been I getting totally ready to jump for hours. I thought this as well. It made no <laughs> sense to me. I was like, I thought they had to jump now. It was, yeah, it was and like. now they're just hanging around, just like waiting. And then the other thing that's really stupid is they, I know if you jump, I jump. But, like, why do they have to go together? It makes so much more sense for them to go ahead and be like, hey, guys, heads up. There's a silo shit coming. Because clearly they could jump separately because they did. Exactly. So it, <laughs> it's just like, why not just send them first? And I, then, but I guess they need to I think it drama. has something to do with the, the calculations and they had to hook the one ship up to the other ship or something. But I just. But then they ended up jumping separately. I still separately. don't understand why they. they Gave Starbuck like 17 hours or something to go mm-hmm. find the Cylon ship. I don't understand why they couldn't jump and jump back. No. I still don't get that. Yeah, anyway. like, hey, here's Gator. <laughs> Fuck, he's injured. Try not to cut his leg off. Yeah, let's see if we can save him and his beautiful, beautiful voice. Mm, his voice is, oh, has I've been just, discovered. For everybody who was wondering, I'm much more in love with Gator now. I just spent lots of time gushing over his photos he's very handsome now too yeah we were i was just looking up uh his history because i thought i remembered somebody saying his parents were both opera singers and i think maybe his mom was but his parents were both involved in theater Mm. uh and he studied opera yeah he did yeah but i also just discovered that he's i think half italian half chinese it's a good mix i would say he's a good looking dude he's a very good looking guy very crushing on gator again Mm mm-hmm even with one leg. Well, that with that voice, yeah. the whole fleet's crushing on. Everybody's stopping by that room to crush on Gaeta yeah. in this episode. Actually, there is a lot of there are a lot of scenes with people creepily just like looking in at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would too. I mean, I would just sit adoringly by his bed and hold his hand. Oh, sweet sweaty Gaeta. Yeah, pat his sweaty head. Yeah, pat, stroke. <laughs> pat sounds like a dog. I meant stroke. <laughs> Good boy, Gator. Good boy. No, that's Jake. Jake. We've got so long to go before we get to Jake. Yes. <laughs> Miles. Miles. Parsecs. Whatever to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So they make the jump and then somehow the Cylon ship jumps um, and the Demetrius doesn't, which, oh no. Drama. Speaking of Parsecs and Miles, by the way, just little fun Independence Day fact that I, it's not a fact it's just something i noticed watching the movie so it was apparently written by a german person which i think is hilarious because it's like this american like you know oh that is really funny yeah 
But all of the characters are constantly speaking in kilometers. And I'm just like, this isn't realistic. No one speaks in kilometers here. And they say it like there's like several scenes where they use the term kilometers instead of miles. And I'm just like, I don't buy it. How did that get past like rounds of editing? I don't know. Curious. But like, obviously he's written it and just been like, no, we use kilometers. This is the hill I will die on. (laughs) It's kilometers or you don't get the movie. (laughs) So funny. So obviously... The Battlestar Galactica is freaking out because suddenly there's a Cylon ship mm-hmm. literally right on top of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like the comms are out on the base ship so they can't communicate. And they're Tom uh, is lunching vipers. And uh, it's like right at the last second, as always on <laughs> this, our favorite show, when Ty is like weapons hold because he sees something he i think he has like a cylon feeling yeah he has a cylony vibe Mm. and it the way they film it like the the camera like rushes in to this like super close-up on him which makes it feel like it's something that's like out of his control Mm. almost um which there are a lot of those moments with the cylons like Mm -hmm. i don't know why i did that uh but yeah i think he senses something and then just then the Demetrius jumps in and is like, hey, could you try not to shoot the silence down because Starbucks on that ship and some other people <laughs> also. Uh, yeah. And Adama does seem really suspicious, though, when he's like, like he looks at Ty after he made that call. Mm. And it seems like, I don't know, he can't figure out. I thought Adama was a believer now. Uh, he's a believer, I think, in some things. I don't think he's a believer in... Saul Ty. <laughs> <laughs> He's a friend of Saul Ty. I mean, yeah. Uh, all right. So we get to the credits. 39,673 survivors in space, which I think account from last episode. We lost uh, Emily uh, in her battle with cancer and we lost Barrelay. Oh, rip. I'm still sad about that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then some of the colonial fleet board the base star and Ty is there and Starbucks like, hey, these guys are with me. Hmm. And Ty goes, which one shot Gata? I know it's a really good line <laughs> because it's just and like, it's like, well, actually, a Cylon did shoot Gata. Yeah, exactly. I had that in my notes. <laughs> it's uh, pretty funny. There's a lot of moments like that in these episodes. Like um, there's a scene, I think, I don't know which one it's in, this one or the other one where like Adama's talking to Ty and Ty's facing, like it's one of those scenes where it's like he's talking to Ty's back and Ty's facing the camera and he's like, I know you've been through a lot and you've learned a lot about yourself this year or something. <laughs> Ty is just like doing these amazing no face idea. acting. He's just like, he's just like, yeah, yeah, I really have. Like, it's so good. <laughs> There's a lot of moments like that. It's good. Yeah, I like that they're continuing to play with this. Mm. So, yeah, then Natalie sits down. Natalie. Uh, Natalie. I love Natalie. Uh, she sits down in front of Adama and Roslyn and, you know, a group of the important people and tells them about their civil war and what's going on. It's the twos, the eights and the sixes versus the ones, the fours and the fives. And they're like, we know there's one more. Yeah. Adama's like, I was <laughs> counting and that was six and there are seven. Adama is the best at counting. He's That's why he's the admiral. <laughs> <laughs> But they have to explain what boxing is, which sounds like I think it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, this sounds even worse when you have to Mm -hmm. explain it to someone else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, their big plan is they want to go to the resurrection hub, which I think is where the boxing facility is located. Mm -hmm. Pull Deanna out of dry storage or whatever. And then they're like, and then you guys can blow up the hub and then we'll all be mortal. I have a question. Yes. Where is the Final Five's resurrection ship or do they not have one? I mean, you can't answer that. I can't answer that. I genuinely can't tell you if it's the same process or is there different technology out there? Well, that's what I wondered. If mm-hmm. it was different technology. I cannot answer that for but you. But Ronald D. Moore did ruin some things for me in this podcast. You, I think... I yeah. knew. I knew. I mean, it was only just like, a little spoiler which we won't just in case we won't in case any listeners along. are finding their way to but us it wasn't watching for the it first was time. something that i kind of thought i i kind of knew would happen anyway so yeah 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 this show is not subtle no <laughs> 
Yeah. So basically, Rosalind and Dom are like, why would you do this? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that you would do this. Uh, and Natalie's like, we're rebels. Like, we can't go back. Mm. So I don't know. Bl- blow it up and then everybody in the universe is mortal. Oh, and she she drops this little bomb where she's like, yeah, we just want to find the five. That's the most important thing to us and by the way they're like in your fleet and then you've got like these looks between tori and they're like oh don't look at each other <laughs> don't look at each other you know oh man so good and then i love it's just i love how many people in the room at any given time are like the final yeah. four, and that like all these decisions it's like it's it's so interesting the way they've done it like with um with ty like being like oh we don't even need to know who the five are like talking to adama yeah it's so good it's Mm. yeah they've definitely were very smart once they decided Mm. who those four of the final five were it's obviously very smart in terms of storytelling because somebody is always in the room Mm. yeah pretty nifty adama confronts ty and is like hey Hey, how'd you do that back there? <laughs> and Ty's like, no, I didn't see anything. Like, it was just lucky. It seems like Adama buys it at that mm. point. Because, I don't know. I don't think he suspects his bestie. Nope. So they send Racetrack and Skulls, our favorite duo. They are my favorite duo. They're we doing everything. We get a everything. lot of Racetrack and Skulls action in the next couple of episodes, and I am here for it. I think they go to scout the hub to, like, make sure it's actually there and this plan might have some possibility of working. And Racetrack goes, Lords of Cobalt, shield your eyes. <laughs> it's just such a interesting expression. It sounds like something dirty is happening. Right? Mm. Like, gods, don't look at this right now. Do you think they're doing it? Racetrack and Skulls? Yeah. I mean... You want Racetrack to be gay. Oh, I want everyone to be gay. That's I also I mean. want Skulls to be gay. <laughs> More gays in space. This is my mission. They're just really close, you know. They are, but I feel like it's a I feel like yeah, okay. that conversation about Skulls wanking it in Iraq, like racetrack seemed like I don't know. I don't know. Too buttoned up. We would for like that to, sort of arrangement. We would like to hear your theory. But they have spent a lot of time together in that a little raptor. A lot of time. Yep. She's very professional, though. Yes. Racetrack, our Mm. girl. Mm. Anyway, wouldn't put up with that nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it'd be fun if they were. Yeah. Anywho, Gata gets rushed to Coddle and his leg is just open. Yeah. Bone and stuff sticking out of that. Pretty gnarly. Uh, And he says, don't put him under. I would want to be under. I would very much like to be under if any part of my body is getting removed. Yeah. I mean, I (laughs) didn't go under. I want to be under for a tooth. I honestly, being under is a bit of a weird feeling though. I I mean, I didn't go under to pull my wisdom teeth actually. It was just like a local anesthetic and it was pretty fine. But um, no, I had one tooth removed with a local anesthetic. Yeah, I think I think I, I got it was done. really creepy though. It is you weird. can kind of feel that it, even though it doesn't hurt, hurt you can feel, feel that someone is like cracking and pulling. But the have thing you been under before? Yes, That's I had another weird, tooth removed. Like to me, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the idea of it as well, but if, like being alone. Like I did it, I had to get grommets in my ears, which is like a thing that like kids do. It's like when you're, anyway, it's, it's a, some, it, it, I had a problem with my eardrums and I had to like get mm. a procedure, which didn't cost me a million dollars because I lived in Australia. Hey, wow. Um, hey, wow. And it was a really creepy feeling to be like count down and you count down and then all of a sudden you're like awake and things have happened to your body. Yeah. Like I kind of find, I kind of get where he's coming from here because it is creepy you are so in the people's power at this point. Like yeah, very much the so. doctors and the nurses and stuff. So in their power. It's just like you are not even on this planet. It's crazy. Yeah. That's the only time. I never drunk text also, but the only time I ever like sent an ex a message that like <laughs> was basically just incoherent rambling yeah. was after I came out of that <laughs> anesthesia after getting my tooth pulled and sent some ridiculous garbly I love message. that anesthetic texting yeah I get really high off um high I mean I feel it's or it's not anesthetic what is it is it yeah. if it puts you on general okay. anesthetic yeah okay. I get a bit funny sometimes on codeine and valium both of which I take different for different reasons not often but like I'll have codeine for my first day of my period because it's really painful mm. and I'll have 
Valium if I haven't slept for a while. And sometimes that makes me a bit loopy. Codeine especially, like if sometimes I take too much, I don't think about it. And I'm like, oh, I'll just have two. And then I forget that I'm floating. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people can take that many and they're fine, but not me. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably do the same, like loopy texting. I get really weird hallucinations and stuff. Anyway. anyway. Bring a friend to the dentist with you. So Bring a friend if you have one. Aww. Mine's leaving. <laughs> now I have no one. I'll come from Chicago to <laughs> go to the dentist with you. Where are we? We were talking about Gator not wanting to go under. We were. And my only note after that is yeesh. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. Ugh. Yeah. Real, like his acting in this episode is is great Mm -hmm. that is that does seem like the face of a man who's watching his own leg be cut off yep yeah well done and then aj then um then uh what's his face is just casually like watching from afar and is oh i don't think he's casually watching i think he is horribly guilt-riddenly watching but the point is he's watching yes like it's kind of weird i feel like usually when there's surgery and i know they're in space but there's just like a little more privacy yeah he's just like chilling on the side like (laughs) Is feeling bad about score? himself but yeah. yeah it is weird you're you're not wrong yeah. so um just they're making a plan about what they're gonna do with these cylons <laughs> ty has this great line where he's like if we blow up that hub a bunch of cylons lose their bath privileges i thought that was a great line too <laughs> it's like what a way to downplay what's actually them? happening resurrect in the bath or do they just I, yeah i questioned that too like is that common knowledge that that's how the well, resurrection spending work? a lot of time with six yes i really don't like that storyline but we'll get to it next episode let's focus on this really great episode that we it's have right now this episode actually is solid it's a very solid episode i really enjoyed it yeah. i watched it actually for the first time on the way to france hmm. i watched it on my phone neat yeah it's a good episode and made so much better by the beautiful music that's so crooned throughout but yeah this is the moment where ty's like yeah but what if we like just don't unbox sienna and we don't (laughs) ever find out who the five are because maybe they're not even here and that's fine and also you know who's gonna get us to earth is president roslyn because she has visions and i trust (laughs) those visions i I always did i always have (laughs) had so much faith in president (laughs) roslyn ask anybody ask all the people they'll tell you Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and rosalind's kind of like all right we're gonna mostly do the plan but once they find the five they want to skip off with the five and we're not going to let them do that until we find earth but the five don't seem to know where earth is because otherwise wouldn't i just show them okay um maybe they just need another song another song to come on so they can have a realization oh yeah earth yeah. song i wonder yeah hmm. uh, You don't know that? Earth I don't. Song by Michael Jackson. Is it is it called Earth Song? It's cancelled. It's called Earth Song. Hmm. It's got a really beautiful video clip, actually. I'll show it to you later. Hmm. It's really, at, like, I know Michael Jackson's cancelled, but he can never but also, really be cancelled yeah. for me because I he was, like, such a big part of my childhood. I don't think you're alone in that. And uh, I don't know. I've listened to some shit about just, like, how many artists he influenced. Like, you, even if you aren't listening to Michael Jackson songs. You're hearing everyday songs that were influenced by him. Um, it's hard to cancel. Yeah, it's a hard thing to cancel people. There are some people I don't mind canceling, but like Michael Jackson. It's it's problem. not easy. And also, he had a rough life. Not that that justifies anything at all, but just like, it's tough. It's, it's, it's a tough a and complicated, complicated nuanced situation. Yeah. And some of those songs are really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind canceling R. Kelly, though it is also but i can uh, cancel r kelly it seems to be you know more what? Like everyone can Jackson. cancel r kelly until a remix to ignition comes on and everyone's like okay but what if we just <laughs> real quick also i believe i can fly it was just such a big song for me <laughs> and i really struggle to not like i will be like listening to like all these things r kelly did and then like they'll talk about the song i'll put it on and i'm like oh i love that one i'm happy to leave in the past oh no i love it's such a (laughs) it's just the it's so just that era for me i just i can't it's just so much nostalgia uh attached to that song i get that i do and he is a great artist but oh fuck it's so hard it's such a it's such a hard conversation yeah when it comes to these things anyway that's a conversation for anyway go watch the other video clip okay 
Oh, right. They're implementing the plan where they're bringing like vipers on board the Cylon base ship. And there's like humans and Cylons and Centurions and vipers all like in a Mm. big room. Um, Hey, you know what's interesting? Hey, what? Apollo is still wearing his wedding ring. Is he? Mm -hmm. I'm so bad at noticing that. I don't know why I noticed. It was just really obviously in the shot. And I don't know if it's like canon, like he's still wearing it. Or if he just like forgot to take off his real wedding ring. Oh, because hmm. I mean, I think in the last he episode, is extra married in real life. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I almost would want to go back and look at a couple of previous episodes since he left D and see if he's been wearing it the whole time. Mm. Hey, speaking of D, you know who doesn't do enough stuff anymore? D. I saw her and I was so excited. She gets like one or two lines in this episode, yeah. and it's. Just and it's always like I'm here to support whatever's happening in this scene that has nothing really to do with me. I miss and Dee. I miss Dee being a central figure me in this too. story. Me too. Okay, so then there's a quorum meeting, and they're like, "Oh, Sarek's trying to tell them what's going on," and he's like. The president's collaborating with Silence, and the purpose of this is so they like can't download whatever. Blah, and he like trails off. It's like no, that's it. that is actually the most important part of this mission, though. Indeed, you is. should probably not gloss over that detail, nope. regardless of your feelings about Rosalind. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually almost refreshing that no one's pretending that Apollo's not there because he's Adama's son. Where they're just like, well, Apollo. What do you think Adama's going to do? Like, yeah, they they don't even pretend that he is not their connection yeah. to Rosalind and yeah. Adama. So there's a little meeting of our final four. And Tyrrell's like, at least we'll figure out who the fifth one is. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ty's response is like, yeah, it's like one more body to crowd the airlock when they find <laughs> out. There's some good dialogue in this episode. Mm. And Sam is just obsessed with. Gaeta is like, oh, he's singing now when he's in pain. Yeah, like they're all just having a conversation and he's having his own conversation with his grief. That's pretty. I think that someone just needed to say that. Are there, have there been or will there be, do you think, any consequences for anything that happened on the Demetrius? Because there was like a whole mutiny and then Sam shot Gaeta and like it just seems like nobody's in trouble for anything. Well, what is it just a wash? Like Gaeta mutinied, but Sam shot him. So it like cancels itself out. I don't know. What did they say? Like when someone asked Starbuck about it and she was like, oh, it was an accident about something on the mm. ship. I thought, I thought that I happened. I don't remember. Yeah. Like that. I think Adama was like, uh, or Ty or someone was like, what happened? Like, what's the story? Oh, do you think story? that's one of the deleted scenes you watched? Cause I don't remember um, that. Oh yeah. It was a deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what happened curious that that's something they would delete so she um, said it was an accident yeah like uh he was talking to a bunch of them including mm. Starbuck, and he was like how did this happen how did gator get shot and she just said like oh it was an accident okay and then a da- there's a weirdest star like a dharma moment where he's just like you have a lot of you you have chaos around you a lot of chaos in your pocket or something like that he says <laughs> and then she has a weird flash scene to like the hybrid telling her she's a harbinger of death um chaos in your pocket is like i feel like that's like that's said. the first album by uh kareth race her special destiny mm-hmm. album one chaos in your pocket mm-hmm. chaos in my pocket oh wait that goes in the musical <laughs> the musical's coming together y'all oh my god guys we're so excited we got drunk yesterday and we got into it we All did right. so <laughs> this this scene where Rosalind so sits good. down with Tori and she's like, hey, girl, you got that Galactica glow. <laughs> <laughs> Tori's like, why, thank you. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh Funny you I don't know it. why. Oh. And she's like, maybe. <sighs> she's like, anyway, so I need you to find out who's talking to Baltar because you uh, are going to be in fracking. bed with him. Yeah. <laughs> Can you find out after you do sex with him? <laughs> She calls her a charter member of his nymph squad. Yeah. Hey, raise your hand if you're a charter member of his nymph squad. I am. <laughs> I would love to be. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm the vice president. This is another moment, though, where I feel like Tori keeps getting put in this position and like 
yes, it's not great from Rosalind's perspective that she's fracking Baltar, but she's like, it's a bit slut shaming. Yeah, she it's Rosalind's very slut shaming of her, and also everyone's very slut shaming of her. And honestly, she's not. She's having sex with like one person. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's how it works sometimes. And even if she wasn't, mm. even if she was fracking her way across you all do, the ships in the fleet, in, live your life. It's the apocalypse. Exactly. That's what I'd be doing in an apocalypse. Come on. I'd just be fracking everyone. Right? I would what be living is my there to life. Do? Yeah. But yeah, Rosalind's like, get on your knees or like, get on your knees and like pray or do, what do you whatever. Do. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought the scene was like very well done, but I didn't like that it did. It, it like didn't need starts to be off really good. Yeah. And then it takes such a slut shaming. Like, dive. I think that it, obviously Rosalind has a lot of feelings about it. She was very betrayed. Yeah. It, I think if Tori was fracking anyone else, Rosalind would be like, oh, dish. Like, yeah. I want to hear about yeah. it. Um, I think it's not it's not about her having sex it's about who she's having but sex with. But it is gross that people keep asking Tori to basically like fuck someone for information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care for that. No, me either. Uh so the Cylons led by our girl Natalie are having a convo about how they don't really trust the humans and so the humans we know have taken this extra step of saying like, we're not going to release the five until we find earth. And now the Cylons have their moment of like, well, we're going to keep the humans that we have on our ship right now as hostages until I guess they get the five or whatever. They're both going to like betray each other a little bit. Just a little bit Just of a betrayal. Just a wee bit of betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> so Gata is now like in full song mode. And Rosalind's comment is like, what a way to discover such a beautiful voice. I did a smiley face with hearts in the eyes. Buddy. I feel like we should maybe talk about the song a little bit here. It just, it's a really interesting song because it sounded to me like, like kind of like an Irish folk song, but also there's something about it that sounds like a little Middle Eastern-y. It also sounds a little bit like Sweeney Todd. I think I told you this before. Oh, like maybe, it, but I don't remember. Uh, when it gets into the orchestral part, it sounds very Sweeney Todd. There's actually something about it to me. It not, I think, just something about the melody that reminds me of um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, there we are. The song that Sally yeah, sings. Be, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, that those influences. And it's not the first time we've heard them, I think, are because Bear McCreary is half Irish and half Armenian, mm, which nice. I didn't know. Uh, so Bear McCreary is amazing. Bear that McCreary is everything. Uh, so the way this song came about, apparently, is I'm going to call him AJ like I know him. Alessandro uh, Giuliani. Everybody calls him Our AJ boy AJ. Mentioned to somebody casually that like, oh yeah, I studied opera, no big well, I think deal. I had a show or something. I think that's what um, oh, okay. Ronald D. Moore said on the podcast. I mean, I'm sure people found out about it in mm. many ways. Whatever yeah. thing I read said they were just talking about it in a bar, but that's more fun. Yeah, it's fun either way. Mm. It's fun if he has a show. I want to go see him in a show. Me too. Uh, so apparently it was like Ron's idea to do the song. And then Michael Angeli, who wrote the script, was like, well, should I write the lyrics? And they were like, yeah. And he said it to a melody that his wife, Karen made that and she's a classical pianist and then I think Bear McCreary kind of redid the melody and then AJ like recorded his own little version of it and like kind of AJ'd it up and Mm -hmm. he calls it the stump serenade yeah it's so funny it's really fun so it was just a lot of hands were involved in the making of this beautiful song and I think it's really interesting collaboration's great hey wow (laughs) who would have thought collaboration can make great art it's just so refreshing because you do hear still stories of like people show, who like, are like really just like this is my like vision, a dictator I know yeah everything the best yeah mm-hmm. and look at what beautiful things come from the collaboration on a show such as this for sure <sighs> so fracking Apollo comes in mm. Dr. Roslin he's mm. like I think the quorum's gonna do this whole vote of no confidence thing. And Rosalind's like, I'm not going to indulge them. I'm not going to jeopardize the fleet to like appease them. And Apollo talks about like this whole thing where he they jumped away when the Cylon ship showed up and it seemed like they all just assumed the worst and uh, like they're kind of really beaten down by the environment they've been in now for so long. And Rosalind's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. So you saw how scared they were. Try knowing that and then holding their lives in the balance every day. Mm forever boom mm-hmm. 
uh, and Apollo convinces her to like at least just go talk to them. And Tori has been convinced to <laughs> go see her friend, mm-hmm. Baltar again. Uh, he has gold sheets. They're gold. They're I, golden. I actually had that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's so fitting. This scene was longer in originally. Um, there was a whole thing about... Um, there was a whole thing about Baltar. He had these like pair of boots and then he was talking about how he used to wear them when he was like poor and he was like fracking some guy's wife in them for some reason he's like i was such a good soldier left right left right and we have to watch this later the husband (laughs) came in and punched him in the face and they had it in there and then they they had the other the rest of the scene was extended as well with tori and bolta just like talking but they took it out because they realized that they were like, why? How would he have the boots? <laughs> like that was like the reason for like taking it Like he still had the boots. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> like he was like, because his line is like, um, <laughs> which is something that like I guess because it was a deleted scene as well, and I wasn't like I don't pay as close attention uh, to like the way it fits in. But like I didn't think about that. Something I usually would think about be like, where the fuck? How, how would he have these boots? Um, but he says specifically, like, these are the boots that I wore. <laughs> like, and then they, the, the writer was like, wait a minute. That does not check out. That does not, that doesn't work. Like, where, where did they come from? How did he get them? <laughs> um, so, yeah, this scene is, like, a little bit longer. And he does say to Tori, why do I feel like I'm laying next to a hostage? Which oh. I feel like is a very interesting Is she line. his hostage? Or no. is she their hostage? Well, like, he just Rosalind says it to her or... like as if she doesn't want to be there. But I think it's a really oh, right. interesting okay. line in terms of like, well, kind of she is, I guess. She's there doing Rosalind's bidding. Like she's just doing it. The whole reason she's fracking him in the first place was to do bidding. I mean, that's how people. it started at least. Yeah. I think she's certainly getting something out of it. But um, that's <laughs> yeah, definitely she how is. it Oh yeah, we yeah. What is right she getting out of it? His spiritual message. He's Gaius. got a big He's spiritual a big message. Sp- that's our other band name is Gaius Bolter and his spiritual message. <laughs> uh, she says that in the. I've come to, I've come to believe, or like I've come to. What did she say? Appreciate or something? Mm-hmm. His spiritual message. Yeah, I bet you do. Like, yeah, you do. Girl. I bet you do. Um, so yeah guys does have a great line in this scene about he's like you know I'm not a spiteful person like (laughs) you are the most spiteful bitch in this whole fleet shut up I love him so much (laughs) I love the his sheets like I had that totally just gold sheets in the the space apocalypse he found gold sheets of course he did (laughs) or probably someone yeah brought somebody in the nymph squad yeah brought them all right I'm about to get real nerdy here. Okay. So you mean you're about to get? I'm about to get nerdier. Okay. okay. Uh, so Rosalind has she goes to address the quorum, mm-hmm. and she says, "Like I'm not here to curry sympathy." You hit okay. The expression normally is curry favor, mm-hmm. and that expression I know. From one of my favorite podcasts, which is The Illusionist with Helen Saltzman. It's a linguistics it. podcast, of and it's I love one that. of my absolute favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Shout out to Helen Saltzman and let me know if you are a fan. Um, but curry favor as an expression, it was one of those things that becomes an expression because people over time like misheard it. And the mm-hmm. original expression, this is goes back to like the 1500s or something was curry, uh, like favel, which was a kind of horse. And it meant to like groom a horse. Like that's why you don't, you don't curry anything else, but favor because it was a misheard expression from hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So Rosalind saying curry sympathy doesn't make any sense. And it's not a thing anyone says. And it's really very interesting. When they say, when you say curry favor, cause I never wrote it before. Are you writing C-U-R-R-Y? C-U-R-R-Y, but it means like essentially. I know what to like groom. Yeah. Yeah. I know what curry favor means. Right. It means you're like flattering someone yeah, to try yeah. to get something out that kind of thing. But I never thought, that much about it yeah it's a super weird expression um but it's weirder even than you think it's gonna be yeah Mm -hmm. i would not have guessed that it would have been about horses i would have guessed that it would have been something about like the spice trade right something like that Mm. yeah but it's Hmm. it's about horse horse grooming 
Interesting. Uh, something about, I, th- I don't know if you're flattering the horse or flattering the person who owns the horse. It's very old expression. I think there's a lot of differing opinions, but interesting. it's a horse related phrase. Great. And you can't curry sympathy. Well, Rosalind can do whatever she wants. That's true. Mm. If she wants to curry my sympathy, she can do it anytime. She can. <laughs> Anywho, so she brings Natalie in to um, talk to the quorum. I love Natalie. I do too, but there's also like... There's a really interesting energy when she walks into the room because like, I don't know, a lot of people we've seen now around the Cylons and it's becoming more of a regular thing. But I think the I feel people like this is the first time they've met a six. Well, since New Caprica. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't have seen any Cylons since New Caprica. Mm-hmm. And there's just this Except like Athena. Yeah. really. Char- well, sure. Um, and of course, the four that they don't know about. <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah. But there's a really charged energy when she walks into the room and it's kind of like. I feel like they look at it as like if you're like in the in the room at a trial and like mm. like oh a it was really well killer done. walks yeah. in yeah um, but she gives them this speech about like hey we actually want to be mortal because you think that's like your one flaw but actually it's the thing that makes you whole mm. and when we became essentially mortal because we're too far from the ship or whatever it gave us a sense of time and the meaning of life and da 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 really interesting ideas they're playing with here so i was at um dumbo house last night (laughs) not to brag no uh, i was there last night and i had a comp it's actually kind of cool because there's no cell phones so it's like you get to talking with random people and someone was saying a cool party trick to do is ask people to draw time as a just like as a picture Hmm. and apparently so me and this chick that i was with uh we both drew a line and apparently usually men draw lines and women draw circles uh which is really interesting and then we got into a really interesting conversation about like having children and i feel like actually if you give birth i feel like my perception of time will probably change when i have a child and like maybe it's the fact that women create that makes them feel more like they're in a circle than a line. But I thought it was really interesting. That is fascinating. It would be cool to look into it more than just a bar conversation. A circle is much more all of this has happened before and all of this will happen Very again that than a line. Yeah. I didn't know. I almost drew like a line with like squiggles, like with ups and downs and arounds. But then it was like too hard to do. Now so I'm curious yeah. what I would have drawn if I should have asked you first. Yeah, we didn't have this conversation. Well, that is fascinating though. I kind of want to look into that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Neat. I'm sure there's someone's written something about it. Oh, someone's written something about everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe fanfic of racetrack and, um, and skulls. And skulls. That's very specific, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, let me know fanfic. if you find some. I might, I might do a Google. <laughs> Just a little Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while this is happening, Starbuck is having flashbacks to the whole, like, you were the harbinger of death thing, uh, which she's, she's trying to process. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it, there is kind of a question of like, I think the, what the hybrid says is you will lead them all to their end. But is it like, are you the harbinger of death for the humans or silence like both? Or what does it mean? Or yeah. But so far Starbucks gotten them to this point and now mm. the silence are all talking about mortality i don't know <laughs> very interesting mm. there is a little moment where gaius peeks in at gata singing yeah that i feel like we need to acknowledge yes it was r- nice like look it's my ex-lover recovering how do you feel like do you think that maybe losing his leg gata will forgive gaius bolta and that they will rekindle their love uh i want to believe that for you yeah. I want it for you. I mean, guys, he's just looking for love in all the wrong places when his man is right there. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate guys and Tori having fun together, but Gata could join in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, now I've got a visual. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, so we have another dream in the opera house. Standard. Everybody's running, running, running. Hera ends up with Six and Baltar. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, but then is this the creepy moment yeah this is when Athena wakes up and Hera's just standing over her her bed staring at her and says bye bye it's just like why you're so creepy did we suddenly start watching child's play I'm very (laughs) confused uh yeah she extra creepy in this episode Mm. it's because she's smiling it's because she's smiling I think 
it's just because she's like that's my like imagine oh, if your child did that to you i'd freak out there's some really good internet content about creepy ass shit that people's kids do yeah yeah I don't have good examples right now. But I'll go on Reddit later. That's shit that you should Google because people's kids are creepy. Yeah, they can be. <laughs> There's a lot of like people peeking around in the little like hospital wing in this episode. So Starbucks peeks in at Roslyn. She's like, hey, Starbucks, if you are silent and you made us all up, like heck of a job. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Acknowledgement. Credit where credit's due. Yeah. Right. Like even I couldn't resist this whole <laughs> thing. So I got to If it's. If this is all fake, I got to hand it to you. But yeah, the hybrid, she's putting together, I think, that the hybrid message about the opera house, the dying leader will know the truth of the opera house is about Rosalind. Rosalind's having the visions. and um, What gave her the hint that Rosalind was dying? I'm also really confused. Why don't they just take some of Hero's blood? Didn't that fix Rosalind before? Yeah, I don't know if they, ha- if they feel weirder about it now that Hera's like a little person or feels less if weird it's like than injecting not gonna work or from a baby in the womb you'd want to at least try it yeah you would think well maybe it was the fact maybe rosalind's like no more baby blood i don't know it just seems like it's better than going through chemo and losing your hair yeah i don't know i don't know if it's just like they think it's not going to take now or if it's more a question of like maybe this child shouldn't be used to cure people's cancer it's just one person. She's pretty important. It starts with one. <laughs> Have you seen The 100? No. You no. Um, You've been telling me to watch that. Well, I don't know because the first two seasons were really good. And then I think the third season wasn't. And I haven't picked it back up again, but apparently it got good again. But um, that's like a whole thing is like they can like build up a resistance by like doing this like weird blood thing. And it's, it's good good philosophical questions Hmm. that's kind of a thing like i think that actually if you do like a blood like they've done it with mice where like if you have a younger mouse and an older mouse and you set up like a system like you connect their bodies so that blood's flowing from one into the other it will like make the older person either older mouse younger and it's like this whole thing where like if you like get younger blood in your body you can remain younger yeah but i think only but it's like it's if that is true like you can just see this whole future where like with inequality where people are like rich people are continuing to remain young because they're using the blood of like poor young people i can't remember what if it's a show or movie that i've seen that explored that trend but i think that is a trend that some probably really creepy rich people have mm. exploited i'm gonna think of it later when we're not recording okay mm. anyway real creepy though mm. creepy, creepy concept here who apparently wasn't having the funnest day oh yeah it sounds like hera is not maybe not the easiest child actor to work with i mean she's so too young <laughs> she's <laughs> very young but and but their thing was like she didn't want to run through the hallways she just did like didn't she didn't want to run and Hera was supposed to be running. And like the, when I watched it, because I think Hera is a little creepy horror movie child. Mm. Uh, it's like that thing in horror movies where the, the villain just walks slowly, <laughs> but somehow still moves faster than everyone else. I mm. think that's what Hera is doing. Cause oh, she is just true. walking yeah. later on when she gets away, but we'll get there. Just put yellow up in front of her. <sighs> yeah. That's what they said on the thing there. They said, yeah. The, there are many, many opinions about how to work with a child actor. And when it comes down to it, not a lot of them are helpful. <laughs> so the Silence are having another little meeting about like, hey, maybe we shouldn't betray the humans because maybe that's why the final five haven't come forth because like we're being shady. And what if they won't forgive us if we take their people hostage? And for some reason because space drama they're like oh the centurions we already asked them to do this so we can't ask them to not do it now <laughs> that's exactly how that works so you just have to natalie you have to go to galactica and like tell adama something but also you have to lie and you can't tell him the truth about what's happening but just go and tell him something look just go to galactica there's plot lines because there. you need to be shot there yeah it's a little it's a little iffy mm-hmm. writing wise and then we got to get some other people now onto the bayship. So Rosalind is like chilling in a raptor and Gaius gets brought to her and they have a little confrontation. She's like, you're coming with me because you're also in the visions. 
and we're gonna go talk to the hybrid but it's also weird they don't bring starbuck because i thought she was with them but then in the next episode he's talking about how starbuck's trying to um no she's definitely not with him but starbuck's like not well like yeah you're right she's not in the visions but she's the one who who talked to the hybrid it feels like starbuck would for sure be there maybe starbuck's like i'm done with the hybrid nonsense (laughs) i do not want to (laughs) go oh by the way uh we were both listening to ronald d moore's um podcast before this and one of the things that was really funny is um they were talking about mary mcdonald's wig of the bald cap and how difficult it was to shoot with it um because she had so much hair and then he was like i guess we could have asked her to shave it but i didn't want to ask her to do that i would have asked katie though (laughs) that's just like we're both like yeah that checks out that 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 seems to work Mm -hmm. uh that would have been a look it was funny though he said they had to actually go in and digitally remove some of the back of her because she has head in the bald cap that her head looked i've always wondered how they do that when people have that much hair like i know they've like smoosh it down really really tight but still Mm. oh yeah for sure like mary mcdonald has glorious yeah so they were talking about having to film it from only certain angles Mm. and then like digitally Mm. (laughs) remove her cone head yeah Uh, some good shit yeah so athena is in the room with hera and she's like hey what are you doing you're coloring can i see see what you're coloring okay cool my child and she like sits down with this coloring book and opens it and it's just like every single page is a million pictures of six and the number six over and over and over yeah it's very like all work and no play make jack dull boy it is and apparently it was uh, someone someone had this idea to like because she'll just like amp up the drama uh which i think is very effective it's creepy as fuck though it is creepy she's also i feel like a pretty good artist for a child of her age (laughs) there's some good like kaylee do you think that someone other than hera actually drew them in real life Mm. (laughs) also yellow crayons are not that yellow she's like drawing with yellow crayon on like blue dark blue paper (laughs) and it's bright yellow that's not i don't care if it's space science that's not how crayons (laughs) work um yeah (laughs) Yeah, Should my notes. Creepy. My notes just say six. I mean, it makes was like her main caregiver on the Cylon ship, right? That is true, and she has been. I think Hera is having the dreams also. That's been established. Mm. But I don't blame Athena for being super creeped out in that moment. Mm. Uh, and while she is looking at this coloring book, Hera runs out the door and runs away. Creepily walks very fast. Yes, creepily walks slowly yet moves faster than a, a fully grown adult human mm-hmm. running. But maybe the idea is she just, I don't know. They took two different routes. Or I think that's probably what happened. I suppose. So we're cutting back and forth a lot right now. There's like drama on the Cylon ship where like this, there's this like group of humans, like soldiers standing around and the Cylons like push, the Centurions push through them. Mm. Um, and everyone's kind of like, whoa, I'm afraid of the Centurions, except for this one chick who's just like, hey, I'm standing here. <laughs> and it's what, She's from it's, New York. <laughs> you can just tell like <laughs> the way she reacts. She's like, huh, come on with these Centurions. <laughs> That's what her body language says. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just liked that energy. But Made yeah. you feel like home? Yeah, like um, I'm sorry, especially now that I'm leaving my home state. Briefly, uh, I hope. Oh, I will be back. I'm not. I'm not done with New York just yet. Okay, good to hear. <laughs> so Athena's like, oh, I'm chasing her, and it's just like my dream. And this is where we get one line from D, where she's like, no, I have not seen your child. <laughs> I am, however, still a cast member of this show. <laughs> Look at how I exist. <laughs> Oh, and dude. then Athena like is chief and he's just super annoyed to be bothered <laughs> by this missing child <laughs> situation. Like, do you remember when you guys fracked before? But <laughs> I, but I do like I'm very like this, as you would know, but maybe our listeners don't, where like I do direct people in my life to do things a lot. I also don't mind being directed myself, but like I feel like I do it sometimes and I don't realize that lots of people don't do that. Like I that would be me. I'd be like Go and get my go and do that. I do that to you all the time. Yes, I do it to everyone, but I don't mind when people do it to me either. <laughs> it's just like if something needs to be done, I'm just very direct about it. Not one of these like, oh, do you think? Would you mind? Would it be okay? Could you just do this thing? I'd be like, can you grab that for me? <laughs> um, so I appreciate it. Athena. I appreciate that about you. I think Chief would be annoyed at you. I just I we can't even call him people. Chief anymore. He got demoted. Uh, He's just fracking Tyrol now. It's just 
basic white guy number five in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. So Athena finds her baby daughter running into the arms of Natalie. Uh, and she draws her gun and is like, get lot. away from my child. And it is a lot because it's not earned. She does make sure that Hera leaves before she shoots her. But she still like has dr- is pointing a loaded gun like, at, her, at her baby daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's super For creepy. nothing as well. Like, yeah, they just she ran away. And Six was like, yeah, your baby, which is exactly what I would and do. And she's honestly. surrounded by like, she's mil- not going to tr- run like, away. Human military yeah. dudes. Like there's not, this is Nothing's not the f- time where she's going to make some sort of power move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's drastic, but I don't know. I and get I'm that really she's in a r- weird headspace about losing Natalie. Yeah, me too. Because I, it's probably one of my favorite sixes. She's, she's one of the top sixes. She also has great hair. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's hair that Trisha Helfer really appreciated mm-hmm. being able to have. <laughs> uh, Ronald D. Moore made a comment actually, I think about about Trisha. He was like, I think him and the guy who was doing the podcast with were like, it's really she's a really great actress. <laughs> she, you can really tell which six it is like every time. Yeah, mm. totally. She's brilliant, and you d- like it's it shouldn't be this story but it always is that she's like just so goddamn pretty people that don't take her seriously people don't take her seriously <laughs> but even when you're watching it you're like taken in by how pretty she is and then you're like wow she's acting the crap out of the scene wow she's so pretty and like you just yeah. go back and forth like Between i can't believe two. all this is happening in, in just one person one package yeah yeah <laughs> oh bechdel cast oh actually if you like feminist uh what am I saying? If you like feminist commentary on popular culture, as we both do, I mean, I assume you do because you listen to this podcast. Uh, you should listen to that. It's pretty fun. Um, but the Independence Day one <laughs> was quite good. And one of the things that I really appreciated is that like the president's like story arc is basically that he's too attractive and no one takes him seriously. And that's like his struggle <laughs> in life. Like, and I never thought about it like that. But I then forgot. when I rewatched it, I was like, it is true. They're all like... <laughs> They're all like, um, <laughs> oh, but he's young and he's attractive. And he's like, no one takes me seriously because I'm young and attractive. And it's like his whole thing. So, yeah, That's pretty shout funny. out to President Roslin's on-screen Independence Day husband. <laughs> all right. So we're at our we're at the climax end. of the episode here mm-hmm. where we've been cutting back and forth. And now Roslyn is on the Cylon ship and she says, plug it in. <laughs> Before that. Oh, like, yeah. Gaius makes some comment, like, uh, he does a praying thing. I say, like, oh, by God's whatever. And Rosalind just, like, seamlessly, she's just like, shut up. And it was <laughs> not even, like, a bit, just like, shut up. Like, she just so, <laughs> I loved it. It was a beautiful line. It was mm-hmm. very well delivered. And she was just bothered by him. And she's just like, I can't. But, yes, she plugs in the hybrid. She plugs in the hybrid. And it. I think Has what happens is Athena shoots Natalie and, like, like one little half second later the Cylon is like jump and then it's funny because in the next episode they're basically saying it's because she shot Natalie it's like it literally happened at the same time it's well it's hard to tell also like we don't I think it's open to interpretation because we're only looking at like well what scene was shown to us by the editors first but technically they could have happened I feel like at the same time I think the hybrid is like tapped into what's happening with the silence. I don't think they're like waiting for like, but I think the silence were planning to jump away anyway. No, I, I don't thought think, that was no, what they I were going to do. I think that was an unexpected hybrid. The behavior, hybrid, did unexpected it. hybrid behavior. I didn't know that the hybrid could do that. I thought the silence, my understanding of this, and I could be wrong. My understanding of this was that that was the plan that they were going to jump away and that they were going to hold the the civ- the the humans that they have on board hostage but i don't think they were going to jump away because they still need the final 5 who are still oh, in the fleet okay maybe yeah i think it was uh the hybrid reacting to whatever's happening which could be natalie getting shot or just could be like why there's so many fucking humans on my ship i, I hate it to jump away yeah okay i don't know interesting that's how i interpreted it but yeah. i don't know great we shall see. Give me counts. We have counts. Pretty light 
frack episodes all things considered we've got two from starbuck four from ty one from adama two from Roslyn. so what is that nine mm-hmm. and then cylons we've got the we've got a whole assortment we got natalie we got like the four um uh, like a featured leo ben and like a featured eight but also just like some assorted twos and eights and sixes and centurions mm-hmm. and got caprica six in the dream we've got athena sam ty tori tyrell hera the hybrid I, i'm not even counting them mm. uh it's a lot it's a very cylon heavy cylon heavy they all seem to be for the yeah. most part now which i like it's fun it is fun awesome well that's it for us for now, I think. Yeah. And then we will be back. Well, we are going to take a short break and then we will be back with episode next eight. week, I guess, with episode eight. Yeah. Uh, for you. Sorry. But for us, it's happening right now. Woo. But who knows? Because you don't know. It's probably up to the editor. Who? What, what's happening at what time? And who knows who that is? <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious editor. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>